Blog Talk Radio. Money for California fires. Whatever. Y'all president, more Circle. Also, yep. Also, no meetings between White House and Congress scheduled through the weekend. And woman in vegetative state for years gives birth. Wow. Uh, hidden and quitted headlines. Hundreds of TSA agents calling in sick to work jobs that pay. Also, renowned sportscaster says NFL teams are racist. When hiring coaches. Also, more okay. than 70 members of Congress reject pay during shutdown. Civil Rights Institute in Alabama rescinds award for Angela Davis. Really? Black power! And, and Sarah Thomas to become first woman uh, to officiate an NFL playoff game. Also, what's popping with Papa Didi? Our weird news also. A woman's lawyer suggests chewing coat caused high blood pressure alcohol level. Okay. Also, Paris's first nude restaurant closes for lack of business. And <laughs> over 100 praying mantises take over someone's home. I'm just saying with red wine, what about the others? Living for the city with Papa Didi. 
my Hollywood wrap-up. I got a lot to talk about tonight. Cocktail of the week is called the Moet Belle. Also, our kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the Hot Topics. How you doing? I'm Papa Didi, one of the hosts of the Pajama Party. And I'm here to uh, introduce you to two of the segments I have on the Pajama Party. One is called What's Poppin' with Papa Didi. And the other one's called Living for the City. What's popping is maybe a topic that really popped at me that week about something really going on that's serious. And on Living for the City, I talk about stuff that has to do with the inner city, the suburban life. And life as we know it, as far as the hood is concerned, and everything thereof. Because as Moore said, the whole world is a ghetto. So we'll talk about all that. So join me, Papa Didi, every Friday for my two segments of What's Poppin' and Living for the City. All right, welcome back to Pajama Prayer. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Oh, it's a little chilly on the East Coast tonight. I would much rather be on the Riviera. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> and I guess mm-hmm. I'll tough it out. Okay, you don't have to. I'll get down in the teens tonight. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah I think I'm going to have to fly back to Paris. This is too much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Too much. All right. All right. Hopefully. Let's get it fired up with the hot topics. Warm it up in here. Fire it up, Kettle. What's going on? Oh, boy. Now y'all had to give me your boy. I don't understand. Trump, 45, threatens to cut off FEMA money for California fires. Now, does that make any kind of sense? None at all. Oh, boy. Okay. Here we go. Trump on Wednesday, again, threatened to cut off federal funds to fight California wildfires. He's saying billions of dollars are sent to uh, the state of California for forest fires that, with proper forest management, would never happen. <laughs> he tweeted that. Wow. <laughs> Unless they get their act wow. together, which is unlikely, I have ordered FEMA to send no more money. It is a disgraceful situation in in lives and money. Wow. The, um, really? Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, she responded that Trump's threat insults the memory of scores of Americans who perished in wildfires last year and thousands more who lost their homes. Also, Trump has threatened before to order the federal um, emergency management agency to cut off money to California fires, but the administration has not published an order. Wow. State officials accused Trump of playing politics with the California wildfires and said he does not understand the issues involved in fighting fires. They questioned whether Trump is going after California because it is a democratic state. Hmm. I thought about that. Uh, Good point. So, wow. Forest health. Um, can be a contributing factor in large fires. He noted more than 60% of these forests are controlled by the federal government, not California. Wow. I wonder if he even knew that. Probably not. Okay. Okay. But uh, it does go on to say the California Governor Gavin Newsom 
was criticized Trump over firefighting policy, tweeted after the president's shutdown speech Tuesday that Trump Trump's go-to is governing by fear and division. Wow. That's a good one. Oh, that's very division. accurate. Mm-hmm. It sure is. You're right about that. So he's going to, you know, put some fear in folks, you know, hearts and divide folks. That's that's what he do. They divide and conquer. We'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah, we got to get through this government shutdown first. But now he's he's threatening, you know, money going to California with forest fires. So, wow. But if he wants to talk I mean, about calling, but if he wants to call an emergency or a state of emergency. That was a state of emergency. An entire town, Paradise, burned down. The mm-hmm. entire town. If that's not yeah. an emergency, a state of emergency, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, California, between fires and mudflies, they have a lot of those. And um, speaking of the mudflies, it's been a year since they had that big mudslide in Oprah and some other celebrities' homes Um was almost damaged. Yeah, what are you on? Yeah. yeah so. It's crazy. <clears throat> so. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep a breath on the on the situation, on the story. So. Okay. So, I, I just, I'm, I'm astonished that he's threatening to withhold funding to try to help, you know, from what was a, what was really an emergency situation, but, Right. I guess I shouldn't be <clears throat> surprised because, you know, that's how he rolls. That's how he rolls. Going to keep all the money in his pocket, I guess. Yeah, somebody's pocket. You know, speaking of money in his pocket, whatever happened to him making a, a donating all of his paychecks? Remember he said he didn't want a salary, he would donate it to charity or something? Mm-hmm. I only I saw one... One I only time. saw it yep. done once. Yeah, I don't know if it's just being done and they aren't telling us. But, yeah, I just wondered, like, is that still happening? But anyway, all right, I'll move on. All right, uh, over to you, Papa Didi. What you got for us tonight? All right, they say there's no meetings between the White House and Congress and then the uh, congressional staff scheduled through the weekend now. Did you actually think that? Congress or the president would make themselves available in the weeks. I mean, really, really. I mean, if they want to see this thing come to a, an agreeable end, they would. So they care? I don't know. I guess they don't. They don't care. Folks don't get paid. Well, yeah. the story behind that is that. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. The government shutdown is slated to become the uh, longest one in the nation's history. When the clock strikes midnight, the White House officials are expecting a quiet uh, weekend at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh, really? Wish they won't be there because he goes out to his luxury. I don't even think he ever used uh You ever heard of Camp David? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't use it. Mm-hmm. They are, they up at Camp David with feather dusters because they ain't been used. So he goes to Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He ain't thinking about Camp David. Yep. 
You know what they're doing in Camp David? Knocking down Cobb. Alejandro and, and um, Ramos and Jesus and his wife and children that do the gardening, they're enjoying the hell out of that place. They're loving it. <laughs> Nobody's coming to visit up here that weekend. My wife moved into the king-size bed. We're yeah, loving it. Yeah, yeah. We cut a little grass, lay on our ass. Cut a little grass, lay on our ass. They love it. They love it. They're taking it over. Anyway, um, like I said, the White House hopes that uh, that once lawmakers are at home this weekend and they hear complaints about the shutdowns from their constituents, that they will uh, be more apt to negotiate when they come back to Washington on Monday. Now, what kind of damn statement is that? When, when you're home, now, when you're home and you hear about it, first of all, you can hear and not hear. First, I can watch ESPN all weekend and don't know what the fuck is going on in society, especially a waking weekend of playoff football, okay? Mm-hmm. Somebody asked, what's going on in society? I don't know, but the Eagles won that damn game when that joker missed that field goal. You know what I mean? So what makes you think they're going to get a notion of, of anything? People living – I, I think – well, I'll, I'll, I'll save it for a, for a what's popping segment. But uh, I definitely got some of my opinion on um, what's going to spark up this uh, no paycheck move, what's going to get it. Anyway, like I said, nobody, uh, Mitch McConnell and all all the other jokers that are involved in this here, they, they're not thinking about it. They got plenty of money. You know what I mean? They're sitting on plenty of money. As long as you support the NRA, you got plenty of money. Who knows what the what the uh, basic dough is when you support the NRA, how much money is dropped in your, in your little Maxwell House can, like out by the tree, like Shamsack Redemption. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't give you no, ain't no check drop. Get a check. No, ain't nobody checking nothing. Okay, NRA got cash money. Because Joker's buying guns and ammunition like crazy. And they got plenty, plenty of money. So, anyway, we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll elaborate more on this. But this, this particular story is concerning Congress not uh, doing anything over the weekend. And plus, it's. I can see once Super Bowl's over, weekends will be different. But this is January, you know what I mean? You got, man, you got, come on now. You got San Diego playing. <laughs> you got San Diego playing the Patriots. You got the Eagles playing the Saints. You got Dallas playing the Rams. And you're going to tell me to pay attention to politics? What? But there's a whole lot going on, you know. Yeah, well. With there people is. not getting paid, they mm-hmm. calling for snow all around the East Coast and stuff. Folks mm-hmm. need to be able to pay their utility bills and whatnot. I mean, what are we going to do if you run out of money and you need to crank your heat up because it's colder than a mofo out there and you, you get cut off? Because, you know, Pepco and, <clears throat> and WSSC and, and uh, who's the other one, Washington Gas and Vepco and all of them, they don't care. I hope they have some compassion on people if they can't pay their utility bills. Only about PSE&G, honey. Yeah, them too. PSE, PSEG, all of them. I hope they have some compassion on people. Because this shutdown is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I do you think know, people, that... The, the, mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kevin. No, I was going to say, people are, are, are taking up um, our jobs. 
there is a slew of, of, of people that are taking on jobs as far as substitute teaching, um, just odd jobs, Ubering, more people Ubering and Lyft now. It's, it's crazy, you know. Yeah. Folks just want to get back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a hot mess. But they are, you know what, a lot of um, um, restaurants and churches, what they're doing is they're giving people free meals. They're paying like um, like um, one company or somebody, uh, they paid um, for lunch for everybody. And then they have um, in churches, you can come in there and they have it set up for like dinner and stuff like that. So you can bring your family in and the food is donated from different restaurants and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it's a way of people coming together, but um, yeah, you know, it unfortunately, it has to be it has to be, it had to be this way, unfortunately. Yeah, I have seen some churches advertising food banks on various uh, days of the week, saying if you need food, uh, come on down, and whatever they have available, they're offering right. uh, food to people for families in need. Right, which is good. It's always good. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we, I think we have some other stories following up on the shutdown, but I got another one for you. This woman was in a vegetative state, and people didn't even know she was pregnant until she went into labor and started delivering a baby. So here she is basically in a coma and starts delivering a baby, and they heard the woman moaning, so they went to see what the issue was, because like I said, this woman's been in a coma for like 10 years. So police have now started investigating and gathering DNA from all the men who work at the Arizona care facility where this woman gave birth um, last month. And this was out in Phoenix, Arizona. So the police uh, sergeant, Tommy Thompson, said that the woman and the child, who was in medical distress after being delivered at the end of December, are still in the hospital. And uh, officials at the, the place called Hacienda is the name of the facility. You need to put them on the kiss it list. Um, that they're saying that it's a deeply disturbing incident and they're cooperating with law enforcement to try to get to the bottom of who raped this woman, because clearly it's rape. If she was in a coma, then she could not have consented to have sex with anybody. So the company executive, uh, chief executive officer, Bill Timmons, resigned on Monday. So I guess he figured, you know, they're going to want my head on a plate anyway, so I would just go ahead and quit now. So he resigned. And like I said, they're getting uh, DNA samples from all the male employees, and they're getting court orders for the men who didn't voluntarily want to give up a sample. But right now they don't have any suspects. And, of course, the family is pissed. They're saying that they're traumatized and everything, you know, looking at the shock and the abuse and neglect of their daughter who they entrusted in the care of these people at Hacienda. And it turns out that the uh, young lady, uh, who, as I mentioned, is 29 years old, she is a Native American from the Apache tribe, the San Carlos Apache tribe. 
So the baby, I, from what I heard in another story, that the family is going to raise the baby and take care of the little boy. She had a boy. But in the meantime, they're trying to get to the bottom of who raped this girl. So they don't know if it was a, a visitor, was it an employee. So I, I hope they find who it was. Because you got, you got to be really low down to do something like that. So if this is this woman's been in a coma for 10 years, she's 29. So that means she went into this comatose state when she was only 19 years old. Wow. So somebody mm-hmm. took advantage of this young lady about a year ago, a little under a year ago. And it makes me think that this wasn't like a one-time thing. It was probably mm-hmm. repeated kind of stuff and just so happened this time the young lady ended up pregnant. Wow. So, and what was crazy, which is probably another reason why the CEO resigned, is that the facility did not even tell the family of this young lady about the baby being born until five days after the fact. Hmm. Five days after the fact. What kind of bull is that? This girl has clearly been raped, just gave birth to a baby from being in a coma, and you don't notify the family until five days later? What were y'all doing? Trying to cover it up? Trying to trying to what? What were y'all doing? That should have been the first thing that you did. But they waited for five days before they notified the family. Sure. They were covering it up. Yeah, that's just that's just crazy. It's I, ugly. I think I did. I think I did see something on TV that they were delivering the baby. They had called nine one one to deliver the baby. Yeah, they didn't even know what was going on. They didn't know she was pregnant. Now I don't know if it just wasn't visible because for some women, you know, they don't really show it. And I guess with her being comatose and she was in the bed all this time. But, you know, when you're dealing with a person who's in a coma, the nurses or whoever is taking care of her, they have to go in there and rotate her from time to time, you know, certain times of the day so she doesn't get bed sores and whatnot. So I'm just wondering, like, did nobody notice that she's in there gaining weight? Because if you're in a coma, you're not eating. So in order to get nutrition to someone in a coma, they're feeding you intravenously. So typically, you should not be gaining weight. So I'm wondering, like, like, she had to have gained some kind of weight. And nobody paid attention and said, hey, something's not right. How can she be gaining weight if she's still on the same intravenous drip that she's been on for, like, the last nine years? Then all of a sudden, she's gaining weight. Yeah, but the last thing on Cunning Spice's mind is she's pregnant. Right, but I'm saying, but nobody even, like, w- tried to find out what's going on. Yeah, but all that's hindsight. When you're looking at a person there and they're gaining weight or whatever, you just think they just... But I'm saying the person or, or whatever, person you know. nurses, when you go to rotate the patient so that they don't get bed sores, it's not like she just laid in the same place for 10 years. You still have hygiene and things that are going on. Nobody saw anything that yeah, looked out I of think, place. I think that when you when you got nine butt cleaners to do that day, and that's butt cleaning number three, I don't really think you were in about butt cleaning number four and two. 
you just worry about getting through that that little butt I'm cleaning. I'm saying, and, and it just seems odd that nobody well, out of all four of the alleged butt cleaners. Nobody I mean, I wasn't saying that to be facetious. No, I'm just saying that you're right. I'm just saying that, you, you know, when people are working a job. But that you're right. You have different shifts. And I'm saying that but out where, of but where is the man, but, but where is management in this? Where's he the, quit. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 the CEO wait, quit. No, wait a minute. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the aftermath. I'm talking about where is the CEO and everybody of this particular facility during during the midst of things, you know? Who's overseeing right it? And then they, it was a situation where there wasn't no cameras there. So everything begins at the top and works its way down. We can't begin to, to mess with the, the nurse's assistants that didn't notice anything. I mean, it's up to people to observe behavior on a higher level, too. You can't exclude the damn owner. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not excusing the people further up, but they get their information typically from the nurses and the people who have hands but on. Do they listen to them or even give a fuck? I don't know. They, got they to say Why they hand them a little bit over minimum wage? All I'm saying is that when, they, when those nurses go in there and they check the person's stats every day, they fill out that chart every day, and somebody should have been looking at you know what? Yeah, we talking From about women. Are you talking about nurse the nursing assistants? Because if you're what, in a facility, when is. you're in a facility, there's not a lot of nurses. The nurses in there are mostly at their own particular station. Okay, I'm saying they're whoever, going around. whatever the job title is, I'm saying somebody yeah, on a medical tip is supposed to be looking at those charts at, at some time interval, whether it's weekly, monthly, I don't know. But I'm saying that somebody goes in there and checks your stats. They check your blood pressure, the temperature, your weight, your um, your whatever, all your different um, vitals. They check your vitals, and they put it on that chart. And when that stuff starts going up, because one thing I can tell you is that when you're pregnant, things are not normal as they would be if you were not pregnant because that hormone you know changes stuff internally. I, I, I thought- well, let me just say this. I fought the facility because it's unfortunate that this had to happen. And I I believe it's, it's it's a string of people that knew something was wrong, you know, like you said. If you take in somebody's blood pressure or whatever every day on a daily basis, um, I know there's different people come in and out, but somebody saw something had changed in that individual. But somebody did not want to squeal and start uh, just talking because once you start talking, it would open Pandora's box, and Pandora's box, it would have went from the bottom all the way to the top. That's why homeboy, he said, I got to go. I agree, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to say it was the nurse's fault or it was the nurse's assistant. I'm saying that the fault lies in the facility, I agree, because all that stuff needed to be checked. I'm just saying, all that stuff should have been checked by whoever was in charge. And the buck stops at the CEO, all the way at the top. All right, well, we'll follow up on this story here. Cause, uh, we, uh, sure. You know. All right, well, we're going to pick up this caller, and then we'll go to the hit and quit headline. Caller, you go right ahead. You're welcome to the Pajama Party Show. How are you tonight? Yes, I'm doing wonderful. How y'all doing? Uh, I, I want to elaborate okay. on this. I was I'm hoping I'm, I'm glad I got in on uh, Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump debating the way y'all were debating just now. Okay, elaborate on that story. They got someone. They got someone this week. Oh, they did. Uh, one of the workers. They got them. 
They got them. They got them. Very good. Mm. They got who? They got one one of the workers. Oh, oh, the work, oh, what's the work? Okay. They got them. I guess. They done Whatever. DNA and somehow they done some kind of there check and they, and they caught him. Oh, okay. Well, good. That's good. Yeah. Well, how old, so, how old was the patient? Because we don't really have... 29. 29? She was 29. They were like... Oh, I thought, I thought she was a senior. Oh, she's 29. No, she's like 29. Oh, she was like between 10 and 15 years. She was in, in that... Uh, yeah, for 10 years she's been in a coma. Yeah. Right. Mm. Mm. So one, one of the workers, they got him. Mm. They need to put his picture on fucking TV so I can see his ass. Yeah. Keep his ass away from funeral homes. He probably, he's probably, probably trying to roll up on corpses as well, knowing that crazy man. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Anyway, wow. Well, Carla, we appreciate the update on that. And that's uh, good. Okay, they now, I, I, don't, I, don't heard, I don't have any further update on my boy. But I think my boy might as well go and give up and crack. But your boy going, he going, he going to get his. I'm going to talk about it in my segment on what's going to get him. Because, because what the, he's getting ready you know, to do, he have no clue of what's getting ready to happen. He can't. He do don't know. He, he don't want to do. He and, don't. And he what's going to happen too is going to be real deep. That. Yeah. No. So he better. He better what's go. What's going to happen? Crack. The poor people can relate to, or regular middle to low income people can relate to. It's about to go down when money don't get directly deposited in your account. And he don't understand that because he ain't got to worry about nothing getting directly deposited anywhere. So it's amazing when someone who got big money is trying to dictate or show people or talk about what people don't need or they'll be okay. You know, catching up with me and giving me back pay is not counter, is not productive on something I should have took care of in January. For me to get a uh, get my money back on the 14th of February, I'm not trying to hear that because I'm all I'm all messed up on the 11th of January. What the hell you give me on the 12th of February? Trying to tell me here this is to make up for your whatever. Nah, it ain't gonna work. Cause I'm gonna tell you on that direct deposit thing, everybody got some kind of automatic deductions come out. They check. It's gonna be screwed. Whatever you got coming out, HSN, QVC. You know, whatever you order from the jury channel, whatever, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, you tell me, give me $14 a month for six months and you get the product. Okay? And and now that don't come through, here comes QVC. Yo, we didn't get our money. Well, I ain't working yeah. now. Okay, fuck, are you working or not? <laughs> What's that got to do with us? Yeah, you got so, the product, so we, gonna, we need our money. Anyway. Yeah, we appreciate the update on that, caller. And, uh, okay. All right. We're going to take a little break. And, uh, All right. Yeah, well, we're going to take a break and come back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Blog Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 914-803-4306. Hey, don't forget, they can catch us on uh, Twitter also. And uh, apajamaparty.com, too. What's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. 
Uh, I don't know how I got in this studio. Red Wine uh, came in here by himself, and me and Kettle just happened to come here and catch her stealing airtime. As you, you know, we're trying to do my own promo, and y'all just happened to show up well, up here. Well, can y'all tell what time? Oh, 9 o'clock, Eastern time, 8 o'clock, Mountain time, 7 o'clock, Central time. No, that's wrong. And 6 o'clock, Western time. <laughs> East, West Coast time. Right, okay. right. So if you're in California, call us at 6, 6 p.m., 7 o'clock if you're hanging out in Colorado somewhere. 7 o'clock, that's Central Time. See, now we got it all. 7, 7 o'clock if you're in... Uh, okay, it's 9 o'clock Eastern. Y'all figure that. Figure out where you are. Check your watch. 9 right. o'clock Eastern. Right, okay. Check us out. 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 9.15 CP Time, right? Yep, that's right. CP Time, 9.15. There you go. Alright. Alright, bartender. Is that it? Hey. Bartender. Hey, is that Mr. Lowe? Hey, come on, Mr. Lowe, Mr. Bartender. I was trying to jiggle my eyes and my glasses were melting. Oh, jiggle my glasses. Alright, welcome back to the John Party on One Hills Papa DM here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. It's time for the hit it and quit it headlines. So let's let's do what we say. Hit it and quit it. <laughs> okay. All right, Kettle, over to you. What yeah. you going to hit and quit? All right. This might be a hard one to hit it and quit it. I have some discussions on this. I have some callers on this one. Hundreds of TSA agents are calling in sick to work jobs that pay. Wow. Hundreds of the TSA uh, screeners um, working for free during the government shutdown are calling in sick so they can earn money at jobs that pay. Okay. Union representatives reported um, significant numbers of absences at major airports in New York, Texas, North Kakalaki. Um, As many as 170 agents called in sick each day this week at Kennedy International Airport in New York. Wow. Other union officials said absences are up at much as um, 300% at Dallas-Fort Worth and 10% at Raleigh-Durham-Charlotte airports. Numbers will get worse as this drags on. Uh, They go on to say sick time call-outs have increased. Um, but so far, they're having minimal impact, he said. To date, uh, the screening wait times remain within TSA standard, which is a maximum of 30 minutes and um, regular check checkpoints uh, queued. So this is interesting. So folks are calling out sick so they can go to a real job that's going to pay some money. I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. So they had an organized mm-hmm. sick out, huh? Yes, it sounds like. I mean, you know, they got to do what they got to do to survive. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they did. You know what? I did hear the mention in this article. It does say Miami International Airport will close Terminal G early for three days because of a shortage of the TSA screening. Huh. So that must be that must be a popular uh, terminal. Or something, but um, yeah, they're gonna be shut down for three days. 
Yeah, it's mm-hmm. getting crazy. Okay. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Because uh, uh, the, the TSA workers were a part of the people designated as essential, mm-hmm. and they had to work without getting paid, whereas right. other federal employees were just furloughed. The TSA people had to come in and work even though they were not guaranteed that they were going to get paid unless Congress can, and the president could work this out. And when no deal was met, they ended up not getting paid. So they're being required to come in and do their job knowing mm-hmm. that they're not going to get paid. That's some bull. That's funny. It is. It is. That is very frustrating. And. I don't know how long I, I could last doing that because, you know, half of them might not even like their job, but they're there because of, there's money involved. It's a paycheck, you know? Right. So, um, but, uh, it, it, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Uh, We're going to keep them moving. Hit them and quit them. Over to you, Papa Didi. Uh Okay, uh, let's see here. What you got for us? Okay, uh, renowned, uh, renowned so, uh, sportscaster says NFL teams are racist when uh, hiring coaches. Oh, boy. <laughs> I think we kind of suspected that anyway. A Dallas sportscaster is calling a stir, causing a stir for the blissing, uh, TV commentary in which uh, he has acknowledged his own uh, white privilege and blamed the uh, convert racism of the NFL owners who won't give talented coaches of color a chance. This was a white guy? Uh, no, I didn't get to that. Oh. I don't know who his race is. His name is Dale Hansen of WFAA. He made his comments in reaction to the uh, Arizona Cardinals hiring a Head coach, this guy named uh, Kirk Kingsbury, even though Kingsbury has no NFL experience and uh, was just fired as the coach at Texas Tech. He was a college coach that was fired where he held a losing record. And they and they got rid of, from Arizona, a stellar black man. So just going to show you that that black man they hired last year, as much as he brought to the table, it really made no difference. You know, because people get in a situation whereas, you know, they, I don't know, it's like the more you know, and as your age progresses, nobody gives a damn about what you know anyway, because you're not even part of it anymore. You know, it's so sad how even in the job market today, you can be an experienced person and been there for a while, but your little younger counterparts or people younger to that particular organization that you work for, look at you like you some kind of has been. And deep down inside, they're the ones that don't know shit. And they're always relying on you every day to get through their day. They really need to be giving you a portion of their damn check. But they got nerve to look at you like you some kind of old has-been when they don't know jack. They couldn't even carry your jock strap around the damn office. Anyway, this guy here, uh, and I agree with him 100%, this guy, because this guy, um, Kingsbury, was just a... Local yokel, you know, he made a lot of noise. He's one of the little rowdy little white boys that think he knows everything, and and they gave him an opportunity because people think they, they know each other. You know, they this is why you look up and you see that 
in the most adverse situation of a situation where a, a cop is coming up against his fellow Caucasian man, then shots will never be fired because they see themselves. You know, a judge sees a little white uh, boy get in trouble at 18, 17 years old. He wants to give him a chance because he sees himself and the breaks he got when he was that age. But they see a black person, it looks like, wow, wow, he could have really hurt somebody. He could have really, really gotten one. Anybody that does a crime could have done something to somebody. But if you only see it within the same uh, opposite race from who you are, and, and this guy makes a lot of sense with this uh, hiring because especially what they said about the Arizona Cardinal, not so much the guy they hired, it was an experience, but the black guy they got rid of. This dude was a sharp straight shooter. You know, he was great. And he had one year, and they got rid of him at the one year after this big press conference. They need love to give him, him a chance. Love what he's bringing to the table, yada, yada, yada. But then you got this lousy-ass team. You didn't even have your – you didn't have a regular quarterback. You had a quarterback that you just got from the draft. You brought his little young ass in there. He couldn't do nothing. And, you know, what do you think? I mean, what do you expect, rather? I mean, there's experienced millionaires on these defensive teams, the the tackles and the guards and everybody that's out there going after the quarterback. And you got some little young rookie-ass quarterback that just came from the draft, just came out of college. Of course they're knocking him on his ass and y'all ain't winning. I mean, look at the look at the lopsided uh, stuff going on. So it's very interesting. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. And, and, and to speak your mind sometimes, it's really frowned on because, you know, you can have your best friend on a, on a job. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you y'all go eat lunch and stuff together. But, man, you speak your mind about something, and you'll watch your best friend on a job put their leg, their head between their fucking legs and don't speak on nothing while you get completely escorted out of there. You know, it's amazing how do we really have friends on the job? Are these just associates? Are these just coworkers? I mean, because we can't believe in none of their asses, to be honest with you. So, Anyway, this guy here that got hired from the Cardinals, it's, it's an atrocity. It's really sad. So, But they got rid of four black coaches. I think it was four or five. I know they got rid of, uh, they got rid of the Jets coach. They got rid of Arizona's coach. They got rid of, oh, yeah, it was five because they got rid of uh, a man from the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, they got rid of a gentleman from the Denver Broncos who had a mediocre season. You know, five black coaches altogether, you know? Wow. And it's just an atrocity. They lost six at the end of the season because you lost, uh, yeah, five, and I think after five it was uh, – a couple of just kind of left through retirement or whatever the case may be. But they're still trying to fill two more jobs, so they're trying to figure when not they're going to put anybody in there. But they, they don't care. These owners don't care. In most cases, though, when your coach is a big job, and sometimes I think the owners don't want black people to get too close to, to the pot of gold, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't want them to know what's going on with them for real. So, you know, they'll they'll hire you for a year if you don't do well. They'll get rid of you because they think they can. But for them to hire this guy here, this uh, he's a two-time loser. Yeah, he's horrible. He came from. And the Cardinal season is going to be just as bad. <clears throat> but you never know who's who, who's married to who, who's fucking who. You never know what's okay. up. You never know what's up. That's the sad part about it. So anyway. Okay. We won't elaborate on that, but. Uh, wow. Okay. Well. I'm going back to the shutdown again. 
members of Congress, in case y'all didn't know, Congress is getting paid, even though they are considered federal employees, even though this shutdown they call partial shutdown, they're still getting their checks, while the rest of the federal employees are furloughed, are not getting paid. So, as a result, some of the Congress people are rejecting their pay in solidarity with other federal employees that are missing their paychecks. As a, you know, like I said, a show of solidarity. Rejecting in what aspect? What Some of them are donating. I'll pick it up this later. Friday, no, they're donating this Friday's paycheck since other federal employees didn't get their money this Friday, today. They're donating their checks to charities and other causes and things of this nature. But not all of them, because it's, what, over 500 total members in Congress? Only about 71 as of yesterday evening had made a statement to say they're not going to accept their paycheck. And some of the 71 said, I'm donating mine to charitable causes, et cetera. Yeah, sure you are. So one of them uh, was Elizabeth Warren. You know, she's running for president. She don't need the money. Out of Massachusetts. Uh, she already said that uh, she's donating her paycheck to a nonprofit organization that helps refugees. Several other members have pushed legislation that would penalize members for allowing a shutdown to occur. Now, they pushed the legislation. Doesn't mean it's going to go through. Uh, Representative Kurt Schrader, who's from Oregon, Oregon, a Democrat, he introduced a bill in 2017 that would automatically dock members' pay during government shutdown, but I'm sure that didn't get passed. And Representative Ralph Norman, a South Carolina Republican, introduced a constitutional amendment uh, the day before the shutdown happened that would ban Congress from getting paid. So there are some Congress people who feel like if the government is shut down and employees aren't getting paid, that they shouldn't get paid either. But as you can see, out of over 500 members of Congress, uh, everybody doesn't feel that way. It's only about 71. So what's that? Maybe roughly one-fifth. So that's about, what, 20%? Something in that range. Um. So they're basically just saying, you know, everybody ought to follow the lead. And, you know, if the federal employees aren't getting paid, then they're saying they shouldn't get paid either. So, you know, some of them are saying you should just forfeit your check. And if you get your check in your account, you should write a check back to the United States Treasury. And then at least you'll feel the same pain of the federal workers. So it was interesting when you saw the list of the ones out of the 71 based on yesterday. Uh, it's a pretty good mix of Republicans and Democrats. So it's not just Democrats. It's a pretty good even maybe 60-40, closer to maybe 55-45, something like that, Democrats and Republicans. But it's a pretty good mix. So I would say shout out to those who feel like they want to be in solidarity with the federal workers who did not get paid today. And shame on the rest of y'all who said, give me my money and cash that check and went on about their business. That's all I got on that. Over to you, Kev. 
Okay. We're hitting them in Quentin tonight, boy. It's just, uh, it's just a lot. It's just a lot going on. Well, this is an interesting story. I haven't heard Angela Davis's name in a while. Civil Rights Institute in Alabama. Okay, listen listen carefully now. Civil Rights in Alabama resends award for Angela Davis. The Civil Rights Institute in Alabama has withdrawn an award for Angela Davis. He was a longtime radical political activist, author, and um, academic. The Birmingham Civil Rights Institute Board of Directors had chosen Davis to receive its um, Fred Sluttersworth, Shuttlesworth, strange last name, Human Rights Award at its annual gala next month. But the institute decided to withdraw the award and cancel the annual gala. Interesting. She's a, a Birmingham native also. She was she was going to be honored. The decision came after supporters and other um, concerned individuals and organizations, both inside and outside of our local community, began to make requests that we reconsider our decision. So the board goes on to say, upon closer examination of Ms. Davis's statements in public records, we concluded that she unfortunately does not meet all the criteria on which the oh, award is That's what I say. It's always oh, really? Holy what me. the hell is that shit? Are you kidding yep, me? Yep. Interesting, interesting. And it goes on to say the Birmingham mayor, Randall um, Woodfin, noted in a statement his overriding feeling is one of dismay after the board chose to revoke the honor um, after protests from other local Jewish community and some of its allies. So, um, okay. All right. Interesting. I guess yeah. they didn't meet the quote unquote criteria of this oh, of yes, this particular prestigious board. Mm-hmm. So that 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 Jewish organization got riled up and said, "Wait a minute! She used to be a Black Panther, and and they yeah. were you know saying this and saying that, and you want to give her this award? Oh, we're not feeling that." And those people then right. said, "Oh, well, yeah, maybe we should pull that back." That's what that was. Mm-hmm. Bunch yep. Of punk. Yep. Oh, All right. Yeah. What's the name of that? What's the name of that group? Who, who do I need to oh, put on the oh. kids at list for that one? It's the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute. Shame on them. Yep. And Birmingham. She's the from there. Yeah. Civil Rights Institute. Civil Rights Institute. Yep. Okay. I'm putting them on the kids at list because they should not have punked out. They should have told that Jewish organization that we are awarding her based on the merits of what she's done and accomplished, et cetera, et cetera, and y'all need to just suck it up and go sit down. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to quit that and move on to the next one. I'm going to hit this one. Um, I got Sarah Thomas is the first woman to officiate an NFL playoff game. Now, this is the oh. same woman who's been making history calling um, officiating NFL games. She is the first woman to ever officiate a college football game, and then she became the NFL's first full-time female official, and now she's reached another milestone. 
because this weekend she will be the first woman to officiate an NFL playoff game. So shout out to you, Miss Sarah Thomas. She's doing her thing. Uh, she's in her fourth season now as an official, and she'll be working the AFC Divisional Playoff game between the L.A. Chargers and the New England Patriots on this Sunday. She will work as part of the referee Ron Torbett's crew as a down judge. What is that, a down judge? That means she gets the call whether a down is a down or something? She controls the first down plays and what have you. Oh, okay. She keeps an eye on what moves the ball. All Good right. Good job. And she's a native Why has it taken so long? Yeah, Why has it taken so long? I don't know. She's a trailblazer. She loves football. She says the guys don't think of her as female. They just see her as another official. So All right. we'll be watching her. Shout out to you, Miss Sarah Thomas. He said they don't consider her a female. Yeah, they don't see her as a woman. They just see her as an official. Okay. That that was an unnecessary statement. That's what she said. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, that's the hit it and quit it headlines. If you want to join the conversation, give that's us That's like saying I don't know the difference between a cow and a fucking bull. Okay. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 914 914- Eight zero three four three zero six, and press one. And if you know the difference between a cow and a bull, give us a call. Uh, we're going to take a quick CC break, and we will be right back with what's poppin' with Papa hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday night live at the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segment called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Step, and I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget, the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kisser list. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and you want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party. Every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. And don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darlings. Darlings. Friday night, bonsoir. All right. Feeling good. And it's time for What's Poppin' with Papa Didi. So, uh... Right. And we're poppin'? starting a new... A new, um... Oh, boy. Questionnaire. One question every week, starting tonight. Is... You, the first, our first mystery question is: Do you know the difference between a cow and a bull? Oh boy. Okay. Okay. Give us a call. Let us know when you looked under the underbody of a bull and the underbody of a cow. Did you notice anything different, like the ref said for the NFL? 
I don't really consider myself a woman. I'm uh <laughs> What's popping and I popping? <laughs> what they call this? How you pronounce that word on a dog? Anatomical anatomical Anatomically correct. <laughs> She's like a Barbie doll, just smooth in the middle. There's nothing yeah. there. I'm just smooth like a Barbie doll. Anyway, okay. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, what's happening? What's popping? Ah, cracking myself up. Yeah. No. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, this is the big football weekend, you know, starting tomorrow night, so tomorrow afternoon. So if you got nothing else to do and you have a boring-ass life, this is a good weekend to really start uh, stockpiling some uh, good memories over the weekend. Up in the, um, what do you call it down here, the DMV? The DMV. In the DMV area, it's supposed to be some snow. It's supposed to get a little bit of snow, probably one to three inches. There's supposed to be a little more over in the, um, over there where the Buffalo's room, over in Frederick and uh, what do you call the other areas, uh, Brunswick, Frederick. Oh. Your favorite place, oh, Martinsburg, West Virginia. Yeah, Annapolis. That's your spot, yeah. Gaithersburg. Gaithersburg. Yeah, he's supposed to get a little more, three to five inches. So, judging by the weather, if a cold front does come through, it will snow and it will stick. So, take care of your business early tomorrow. Get out early and do what you got to do. You know, try to hit the streets around, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock. Do your thing. Get back by eleven, twelve. If you're out too in the morning, go get you some rock salt. They got a nice five-pound bag in Walmart for like uh, four fifty, the Roadrunner type. And over in Lowe's, they got that yellow bag, yellow and black bag. I think that's like a fifty-pound bag. That's only eight dollars. That's because it ain't snowed yet. That's why it's cheap. But that eight-dollar bag of rock salt in Lowe's is gonna go up to fifteen after it snows. Okay, so you better get it while it's eight dollars. In Walmart, you ain't going to find no salt in there once it snows because you know how that place is, boy. Once that middle-class society gets a hold of something in Walmart, you can't find it. All right? Cause... But anyway, what I want to speak on here, on, and I'm not going to get long-winded. The one thing I want to say is that how can somebody who's a billionaire, where you always say we're rich people, that they tell their kids, you know, we got our own set of problems, but money's not one of them. So Trump doesn't have a money problem. So therefore, he thinks nobody else has a money problem. But so many people living in life where you have these little bills that may come out of your check as a requirement, not out of your check, but out of your bank account as a requirement. Sometimes when you get a loan, some loans require you to have an automatic deduction of the money in order for you to get the loan. They'll tell you, in order for you to get this loan, your loan payment has to be automatically deducted from your account. You have to keep that account set up as a payment, what they call that, auto pay type thing. Now, not to mention that, HSN, QVC, everybody that's expecting money out of your out of your check that you have arranged, they're the ones that's going to be screaming bloody murder at your ass. You know, oh, we didn't get our payment, uh, you know, for that big 60-inch damn screen we sent you three months ago. You got a big screen HD, uh, what's the new HP level? 4G, 4D, sitting in your living room. We send you all the trimming and everything. It even comes with a carrying bag or whatever else comes with them things. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you haven't paid the payment. So, therefore, that's the biggest thing that's going to affect people 
is when your little automatic deductions that come, like, you know, you know, when you lose your wallet and different things that came out of your little debit card every, you know, pay period. And that's what's going to come back at it. And this has got nothing to do with Trump. It's got to do with real life. You know, how can somebody that's a damn billionaire tell you what you don't need? Hovering on something he's trying to get because he got dead up his ass. He got the Russians up his ass. He got his little um, Russian uh, bridal, you know, Russian Ru- Russian wives club that he's been into probably for his whole life. Different things he got going on he's trying to salvage because that's what he does. He knows the industry of building buildings. So, therefore, if he can get a hold of $5 billion to himself and have the contract of rebuilding a, a wall in a fucking desert, really? Come on. You know, how's that sound? How's that sound when you got money for something in particular? Doesn't that sound like a typical husband and wife arrangement when income tax checks about to come and the wife think about putting uh, carpet on the floor and linoleum in the kitchen and the husband wants a damn pool table? Hmm. He's dead set on or golf clubs. Okay? She's trying to get some new windows to winterize the damn house. Okay? What does he want? He wants a new pickup. I want that new F-150 pickup. You know what I mean? That's the same scenario. Where they want what they want and nobody's going to tell them any different. And the main thing I see too on Trump where nobody rebels him is you have to think of the ignorance that's been instilled in the people that we consider or have always considered themselves the superior race. You know, it sounds like me that they're following Trump like a bunch of zombies. All right? It's like Trump got a spell on their ass, made a bunch of promises, said, okay, Brock's gone, so let's make America white again. Or does the hat say make America right again? Or, you know, and, and, and people get a kick out of it. Like I said, I have no problem with people being pro-white or people being pro, pro-black. But don't do it to the extreme where it affects other races of people, you know? The Jewish community could be just as Jewish as they want to be. Celebrate everything that goes on boldly and dramatically. But as long as they don't bother anybody else with their celebrations, and so be it. Whether it be Christmas or Kwanzaa, whatever it is you're into. And there's over 15,000 types of religion in the world. And whatever you celebrate, and even your, your whole racial level, it's cool to be pro-black. But you're not going to go around and destroy other people's uh, makeup of the world, but it seemed like Trump has his little constituents, and then he goes out to his little rallies, just like he's the grand pooh bar of the KKK, keeping everybody, you know, riled up. Yeah, you know, see, when he when he's at his rallies, he talks different, he looks different, he acts different, he talks like the camera's not even on him. He let, he gets so fired up in the moment that he says stuff to say, "Damn, did you what he just said?" He don't give a shit because his mindset, his pro-whiteness is so inflamed and so like on on 90 octaves that he don't even don't even realize it. He probably looks at the video the next day and say, damn, I can't believe I said that. The biggest thing he can't believe is that the fuck he got away with saying it. And he keeps on doing it because his constituents are loving it. And they're tweeting each other. They're retweeting. Oh, my God. He's my hero. He can do it wrong. Oh, okay. All y'all jokers following Donald Trump. Wait till QBC crawl up your ass when I get in their payment tomorrow. Wait till HSN crawl up your ass 
Wait till your Sears payment crawls up your ass. Your Kohl's payment. Everything, everybody else you're dealing with under a, what's that term called, Redwine? Direct pay or something? Yeah, auto pay or auto whatever. Auto pay. Mm-hmm. Everybody got that auto pay. When your auto pay comes in and your people getting something and you get something that says insufficient funds, who you going to blame? Oh, you're not going to blame Trump because your ass is brainwashed. You're a zombie. Make America right again. You're going to start arguing with your wife, with your husband, with your boyfriend. Everybody around you, you're going to start hurting the people that you're supposed to be loving because the Joker that you praising, like he's a grand poobar of the Aryan nation, you ain't going to fuck with him, but you're going to start beating up on everybody else around you. It's going to get ugly. You know? I mean, I think it'll get cured by by a certain time because other people are going to get involved. Because remember, Super Bowl's coming. Okay? And one thing about the Super Bowl, everything got to stop when the Super Bowl happens because it's a big day. And you can't go into the Super Bowl being three or four paychecks, you know, three or four less paydays in your arsenal. You know, there's stuff to be brought that day. Budweiser wants their share of beer sold. Everybody that sells beer wants their share of beer brought. Potato chips, hot dogs, whatever you got at your little party, pizza. Everybody wants what they want. And if ain't nobody getting paid, Papa Johnny getting paid. Domino's ain't getting paid. Anything else you do, buy, sell, trade. Whatever you do is going to be jeopardized. And this has got nothing to do with Trump, so I'm not speaking religion. I'm speaking the fact that you ain't getting no paycheck. Even the people now that aren't affiliated with the government that are getting the paycheck, they're not even relating to that because they get their money like they're supposed to. It drop. But when you go to your bank account on the day that your direct deposit is supposed to drop and ain't nothing there, and you didn't exhaust your shit over the especially if you get paid every two weeks. Ouch! I can see if it's every week, but you get paid every two weeks. Getting paid every two weeks takes discipline from the beginning. Now, you don't get paid after two weeks' time. And always remember, too, when it comes to the job market or your paycheck, your paycheck is for money that you have already earned. This ain't no advanced stuff. This ain't the cable bill. You know what I mean? The cable bill is advanced charges. You know, Verizon's advanced charges. Now, this is money Joy work your ass off for. You put your time in. They paying you for something they already owe you. And you're going to be denied of something you already owed? What? It's not even possible. But this man is a billionaire. He got plenty of money. He don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah, they'll be all right. No, they won't be all right. Especially your poor white trash constituents. They're going to be fucked up more than anybody. Because they really ain't got a pot to piss in the window to throw it out of. They breeding off of you. But when reality sets in, you know... They're riding your back, but when the shell back ain't there for them to ride, what you going to do? Like, I ain't wishing no bad luck on nobody, and all I'm doing is just talking. But like I said, as far as my job is concerned, my paycheck is dropping. Because I'm not with the Philly with the government, but I know people that are. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, just just be cool. Watch your spending. Relax. See what's up. Call your creditors. Call that mortgage company. Call that landlord, anybody you affiliate with, you know, your car note. Go to them people and say, yo, I work here. You, you ain't got to tell them where you work. Hell, it's on, the, it's on the application what you do. That credit union, that bank know what you do for a living. They can look on there and see you're a government employee. And if that's the case, speak on it. Write that hardship letter. You know, write it. Write it and make 20 copies of that joint. Send to everybody. I'm hurting. I'm all messed up. And you ain't lying. 
you may not feel that strong when the first check is missing, but by that third check, you're going to be tripping. So anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Wait. Okay. Got hold on. Trying to hold Ooh. on. Yeah. And this shutdown yeah. has been a hot mess. Yeah. And anyway, all right, we're gonna take a quick break and come back and lighten it up with the weird news. You're listening to a pajama party show on Blog Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. I am Kettle from the original Pajama Party. If you haven't heard Pajama Party Show, you've missed out. We've got hot topics, hidden and quitted headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, our weird news. I'm just saying with red wine, living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, of course, the cocktail of the week, and uh, the world-famous picture list. And, of course, we can't forget the last word. We serve it up each week on the Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 914-803-8306, or listen live at www.avajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at avajamaparty. Yo. Oh. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and red wine. Woo, bonsoir, darling. And okay. it's time to light it up. I didn't with hear you. you. I, I didn't hear you. <laughs> she was jamming. That's what happened. Okay. Well, it's time to lighten it up with the weird news. If you want to join the conversation tonight, the number is 914 803 Four three zero six. Press one if you want to join the convo, or just dial in and check us out. Um, let's see. Uh, we're going to you first, Cal. What you got yo, for? Yo 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 yo. A woman's <laughs> lawyer suggests chewing a uh, coat caused high blood uh, alcohol level. This is in Berwick, Pennsylvania. An attorney for a Pennsylvania woman charged with drunken driving. Kenneth, uh, his client's coat chewing could have thrown off the results of her breath test. The um, Bloomsburg Press Enterprise reports the argument came during a hearing uh, Tuesday for 47-year-old Jana Moscat. An officer who pulled Moscat over testified she was nibbling on her coat before he gave her the breath test and that he ordered her to stop. Uh, Mousecat's uh, lawyer, Travis Petty, asked the officer if he knew the chemical composition of the coat, noting that certain substances can alter the results of the test. Okay. So the test showed her blood alcohol level was uh, 0.151%, nearly twice the legal limit for drivers in Pennsylvania. Wow. The officer says um, that she also smelled of alcohol and failed uh, field sobriety test. The judge so was that blamed was on enough. the coat, too? Come on now. 
I guess so. The judge ruled there was enough evidence to send the charges to trial. So I, I guess they didn't get really? away with the coat thing. Really? <laughs> so uh, chewing on the coat is what raised her blood alcohol level? Yep. That's what it sounds like. You got to be kidding me. And the judge mm-hmm. went for that and said, all right, take it to trial. Okay. She obviously was white. Yeah, and that judge obviously must have been a friend of hers because that's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. gonna come up with that? Well, that's why it's the weird news. Yep. Oh, oh, I'm up next. Okay, I got one out of Paris where my people are. Gay Paris. Gay In Paris, the first nude restaurant is closing for lack of business. I don't know why people don't want to eat in a nude restaurant, but apparently they don't. So this is Paris' first nude restaurant has gone belly up after just one year uh, after opening its doors. The name of the restaurant is Au Natural. So when Au Natural opened its doors last uh, December of 2017, the concept seemed like an easy sell. Instead of dressing up, dinners would dress down, way down, like to their bare essentials down. Once naked, customers could enjoy a three-course dinner with foie gras, lobster, snails, lamb, or scallops for just $58, a price that even the skin-flint cheapskates could love, and all the restaurant personnel remained clothed. So they're not serving you naked. You're just sitting there eating naked. And they had a little locker room and stuff. So when you get there, you got your clothes on. You go in the locker room, take all your clothes off, put your stuff in the locker, and then you go to your table and you enjoy your dinner completely butterball naked. So despite getting worldwide attention, the clothing optional cafe is done. Au Natural owners Mike and Stephane Sada, who are brother and sister, posted a statement on their website announcing that the In the Buff Bistro will close for good on February 16th. That's next month, right? Right after Valentine's Day. So if you're trying to get there and check this out before it's gone forever, you have until February 16th before they close their doors. So they posted a message that said, Thank you for having participated in this adventure by coming to dine at Au Natural. We will only remember the good times, meeting beautiful people and customers who were delighted to share exceptional moments. That was the sign, I mean, the notice that they posted on their website. So, like I said, oh, not your wrong. They're done as of February 16th. Okay. And uh, mm-hmm. if you want to get there and go eat dinner for $58 in your birthday suit, you better make a flight reservation before the 16th of February because after mm-hmm. that, you're going to miss out. Okay. So, uh, what you think, Kevin? You, you going to book your ticket? Well, uh, I'm going to say I've been there, done that, got a T-shirt. But I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, 
Well, all I can say is that when I was there, it was a little drafty, but the food was very good. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Pierre enjoyed it, but like I said, it was a little drafty. Uh Uh-huh. I bet. Okay. okay. I'm just saying. Okay. I've experienced something similar to it. It was interesting. It was <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, I'm leave it at that. Okay. Okay. I, I, got, I will not inquire I got any further. I got oh, you got tricks. Huh? Yeah. You said you were tricking? Oh my. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Tricking. <laughs> All right, over to you, Papa Didi. What you got for us? Let's see. So hard to get good help. Weird news. What you got for us? Over one hundred um, praying praying mantises. Mhm. Take over a home. Oh my. Yeah, man, I swear I heard that term before. That's those big green bugs, right? Don't they look like grasshoppers? Is that what they... Yeah, I know I've seen mantis. one before. Yeah, I haven't heard that term in years. There's so many new insects out that the old school jokers don't hear about no more. Okay. Okay, a, a, a Virginia's uh, woman's uh, Christmas tree left her a gift that keeps on giving, but not in a good way. Springfield's uh, veterinarian, her name was uh, Molly Kozar, is bugged that more than 100 prayer mantises oh. has infected her home after hatching eggs. Oh my they were hiding God. in her Christmas tree. Crawling on the walls, crawling on the ceiling. Oh, my God. Just kind of moving everywhere. Oh. All right. I would have moved. And she lived in Washington, D.C., Really? Mm-hmm. I, I would have told them they can head at home. She told us to station uh, WJLA-TV. Oh, that's our local Channel 7. All right. ABC affiliate. Really? Yeah, WJLA. So what happened to you said that these things hatched eggs in her Christmas tree? In her Christmas tree. Yuck. They're all over the place. But what do you do to get an, an initial pair of in your house in the beginning? I don't know. It must have been a male and a female hiding in the tree. And then they started getting busy. Well, what I'm saying is that what do you bring home to your parent to your I don't know. To your children as far as pets are concerned. That's breeding this crap. But I don't know well, she said they were hidden, so she probably didn't know they Yeah, were but they were hidden when they first came in the door underneath that hamster uh cage that you got from the uh you were too cheap to buy a new hamster cage. So you brought a hamster and you you took it in the cage that some hoarder <laughs> took up there when they decided to leave her out. So you're saying that she was too cheap to buy a real pet? No, she got a pet from a a typical uh, area where you get pets from, you know, wherever it was, kennel or whatever. Oh my God. But it was I thought the praying mantis were in the Christmas tree, Papa. They're getting the story right. all screwed. Well, wait a minute. I'm, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. But, the, but they get, how did they get in the house? They got in the house because they were what happened in the Christmas that. tree. 
Yeah, but wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. Okay, special. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. Uh, is, this, is, this, is this not my story? Oh my gosh. So, so I didn't know the story, but y'all. I'm not going story no more. You spooling it up. Okay, all right. Okay, when we do the Hollywood wrap up, I'm going to throw my. Oh, wait a minute. In. So, wait a minute. I know you You're are. Saying, what I'm saying that. What is so funny? Nothing. When the mother went to get the child. (laughs) (laughs) All right, can I finish my story? Mother, all right, forget it. We'll go with kettle story. It was in a tree. The mother went to get the child a hamster. (laughs) All right, now the hamster's cage that was donated by a person who was hoarding in a house. This person was hoarding with cats and everything else in the house. And when they got rid of the cats and got the person out of the house, the Department of of Animals took the hamster. <laughs> okay. I have to get it. Oh, gosh. Anyway, okay. that's where the brand mess came from. It was inside of a <laughs> cage that was owned by a hoarder. And the prayer manager was in there. And instead of the person getting a new hamster and got buying a new cage for the hamster, they said, oh, give me that one that the hamster came in. You really want that? It's kind of dirty. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll clean it up. Oh, my God. But while they, before they cleaned it up, prayer managers came out of it. They jumped in the Christmas tree kettle. That's how they got in the tree. <laughs> they got to first get in the house okay. in order to get into the tree. Sure, sure, okay. sure. Okay. Oh, boy. Hey. Get some more wine in my glass. And uh, what's next? I don't know. Whatever's next, we'll be back with whatever's next. Oh, gosh, that was too much for me. We'll be right back. So I was looking over the cocktails that we archived, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and the Game Changer, and, of course, we have the last word. I like the revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee. I like that Crown Royal plush with the Crown Royal peach stock and cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule. Yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are. 
along with pictures of the drink, so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read on it here. I got the ABS. Get the recipes at www.apajamaparty.com and click on cocktail of the week. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of the hoops, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wa- red wine. Oh Lord. I mean, bonsoir. <laughs> no, just as a precaution, we're going to have the studio spray for paramedics. I know that's Because right. you're on the rise. I ain't trying to deal with that. Whew. All right, Rewind, you're up with a... With what? Oh, I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just saying... I'm going to talk about tonight, what about the others? That's my topic. What about the others? Um, You all have probably heard about Centoya Brown. This is the young lady that was 16 years old when she ran away, ended up into uh, sex, sex working and whatnot. She killed a man who bought her for sex. She told the police that she acted out of self-defense and that she was afraid for her life, but the police didn't believe her, so they tried her as an adult and sentenced her to life behind bars, life now. Now, that was in 2006, and they said that was justice. But now, after 15 years behind bars, she's finally going home. On Monday of this week, Governor Bill Haslam, who's a Republican out of Tennessee, granted Brown, Miss Brown, Centoya Brown, clemency, calling her sentence too harsh. And that was only after there was national outrage about the case. So she's going to be released in uh, this summer, in August, at the age of 31, after being incarcerated for almost half of her life. But here's the thing. She is not an anomaly. There are plenty of other women in prison because of acts they took to survive. So I'm just saying, what about the others? You know, Miss Centoya Brown caught a break because people knew about her case. People, you know, kept saying something about it, tweeting about it, writing about it, talking about it. And finally, she got clemency from the uh, governor of Tennessee where she lived. And she finally got got out, or will be getting out in August. But what about the others? Now, if you look at the statistics, in 2004, there was about 62% of women in state prisons with a history of prior physical or sexual abuse before they got locked up. There was another study in 2012 where they found that the women in jail, um, that uh, about 86%, of the women in jail reported being a victim of sexual violence and 77% reported a history of domestic violence before they were incarcerated. So as you can see, this pattern just continues, okay? But most of these girls and women who are surviving through these unstable and oppressive situations in their communities are being punished for being oppressed, for being a victim. And that's a problem. But when they defend themselves, they get locked up. 
Because people forget they were the victims, but they're being locked up for being victimized. And there's thousands and thousands of women like Centoya Brown who are suffering right now behind bars unnecessarily and in some cases unfairly simply because nobody believes them. Because people just assume, oh, you killed this man? Well, if he didn't shoot you or do this or do that to you, and you shot him or stabbed him, whatever, then you're the one that's the aggressor. But people aren't looking at the fact that these women have been terrorized by these men sometimes, like, repeatedly. And when they finally, like in that movie with Farrah Fawcett, The Burning Bed, when you finally get to the point where you say, enough is enough, as soon as I get an opportunity... I'm going to put an end to this one way or the other. So anyway, uh, Centoria's Brown case has a lot of similarities to another young lady named Brescia Meadows, who's a young lady in Ohio who fatally shot her father, who she said was repeatedly abusing her. She's been charged with murder, and if she gets tried as an adult, she could face life in prison. But after advocates um, organized around her case, she got offered a plea deal to avoid more time, and now she's home. But see, once again, it's because her case got a lot of publicity and people rallied behind her. But the problem is it's impossible to know for sure how many girls and women are incarcerated for acts that they took to protect themselves from sexual or physical abuse because nobody keeps track of that kind of data. So I'm just saying, what about the others? How long before they get a break, okay? How long before the public gets behind their case and makes everybody aware of what they've gone through? It just seems like the only way to get attention so that you can get freedom is to get the word out, but everybody can't do that. So a lot of these women are going to end up spending their life in jail simply because they said enough is enough and they protected themselves. So this is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, don't forget about the others whose names we don't even know. That's a good one, Red Wine. That's interesting. Very good. Mm. It's a mess out there. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, a lot of these women are sitting in jail and nobody knows their name. They don't have Kim Kardashian speaking for them or any other celebrity or a high-powered lawyer. They're just sitting there, losing their, wasting their life behind bars because they said enough is enough. You know, this was before Me Too and all that stuff. Right. So, anyway. All right. I'm going to switch over back to you, Papa Didi, living for the city. What you got for us tonight? Mm. I'm going to get off my soapbox and go sit down, put some more wine in my glass. I'm a little parched. What's in living for the city tonight? Well, um, <clears throat> why don't we talk some football? Okay. Are you ready for some football? Go for it. Right now, the NFL is down to eight teams. All right? Just so you know and understand what it's about. And during the playoffs, they have games on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Okay? So, 
this year, I mean, this year is one one year where it's like you don't even know who's going to even win. It's so it's very interesting, you know. So right now we have the uh, eight teams: the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs who've been kicking ass all year. They're going to cause the Indianapolis Colts, where my man uh, quarterback for them is he's on fire. He's been iffy throughout the year, but now Andrew Luck is on fire. Last four or five games, that team has just been uncomfortable. They've they've just been winning, convincingly winning. So the end results of that game is going to be very interesting as far as who takes that. All right? That's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Indianapolis Colts. They play on Saturday at 4.30. All right? Now, Saturday at 8.30, you got the Dallas Cowboys playing the Los Angeles Rams for the NFC Conference Championship. All right, you got that so far? 4.30 Saturday, you got the Kansas City Chiefs with my man uh, Mahoney, who's been kicking butt all year, little young boy. He's going up against Andrew Luck, 4.30 on Saturday. Saturday evening, like I said, Dallas Cowboys, Los Angeles Rams. Now, Sunday. Two games on Sunday. First game at 1 o'clock will be the New England Patriots. They're playing the Los Angeles Chargers, who used to be the San Diego Chargers. All right? And then Sunday nightcap game. Well, not really Nate Nightcap, but 4.30 p.m. on Sunday is my team, my Eagles. Eagles are taking on the New Orleans Saints. All right? So those are your eight, eight teams left in the playoffs. On the, on the NFC, you got Dallas and Philly, Los Angeles, and the Saints. And on the other side, you got the Kansas City Chiefs. Indianapolis Colts, the Chargers, and the New England Patriots. So, like I say, who knows who's going to win, you know? Because Tom Brady got old, so ain't like the Patriots kicking ass like they used to. I think they lost five games this year. It's the most they ever lost. So, uh, it's going to be interesting. Saturday and Sunday, so it's going to be snowing. So, just tighten up your life, tighten up your day, tighten up your chores, and, uh, Sit back and enjoy some football. Follow one put out there. Enjoy the weekend. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Well, Steelers aren't there, by the way. So you know. Thank you so much for that update, Captain Obvious. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell me, you ready to go out to the West Coast? Can we take a little short, CC? What's up with that? <laughs> okay, we can do that. Throw her, throw her six foot of ropes. You need like eight. What do you need? How much rope you need? Six feet, eight feet? <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick one and we're coming back with the Hollywood wrap up with Kettle on the Pajama Party Show. You're in tune to the late night adult pajama party right here on Blog Talk Radio. This is a production of DC Homegrown Entertainment. 
To share your opinion with the Pajama Party crew, call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. If you'd rather just listen in, you can still call us and listen on your phone, or you can listen online by going to our website, www.apajamaparty.com, and clicking the Listen banner in the top right corner. So join the conversation and let us know what you think about tonight's topics or whatever is on your mind. Okay, who turned the lights off? Call us now, 914-803-4306. Now back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. My name is... uh, uh-huh. Red wine. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> oh. And I'm with, uh, what's his name? I'm with Pierre. Anyway. Mm-hmm. And we're here with Cattle. Hello. And the real red wine, Bonsoir. And it's time for the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle. So, Kettle, what you got for us tonight? All right. All right. We're going to get right into it. Everybody has been talking about Mr. R. Kelly, Mr. R. Kelly himself. Give you a little background. The self-titled Pied Piper of R&B, that's what he calls himself. R. Kelly, he's a three-time Grammy um, winner whose music has influenced an entire generation. However, since the 1990s, Kelly has faced numerous allegations of sexual abuse and misconduct, including underage women. In 2000, the Chicago Sun-Times reported that Kelly leveraged his fame into having sex with girls as young as 15. In 2002, Kelly was indicted on 21 counts of child pornography after he allegedly made a sex tape with an underage girl. He was acquitted six years later. And most recently, on January 5th, several of Kelly's alleged victims appeared in Surviving R. Kelly. This is a lifetime six-part documentary series that took an expansive look at the allegations against the Corona. So everybody has been talking about it, um, from Erica Badu to Celine Dion to Jay-Z to John Legend. He has really come out and really talked about it, and he just thinks it's a disgrace. You know, a lot of people have worked with R. Kelly. Um, even recently, Lady Gaga just came out. Everybody thinks that she's talking out now because she does not want to get snubbed for the Oscars. So she's trying to, quote, unquote, clear her name in so many words from R. Kelly. So that is the biggest uh, story going on now. But I guess you guys just have to see this six-part documentary. But hey, a lot of people are like, why did it take so long, 20 years later, for them to finally do something, but I guess because of the Me Too movements and some other movements that have come out recently, um, I guess they're the catalyst that have gotten things started. Also, on another note, Steve Harvey. That's your boy, Papa. He's losing his face. Kelly Clarkson, she's coming in with her uh, talk show. They're going, they getting ready to trash Steve Harvey right now, or unless they're going to move him in a different time slot. But for right now, Kelly Clarkson, 
he's going to take his um, time slot, Steve Harvey. So we're going to keep up on that uh, on that story. See how that's going to wash. Also, um, there's been a big rumor about, about Michael B. Jordan and uh, Lapita Nakanya. Um, big talk about, um, well, there was a, a, a skit on the Golden Globes. There was a kiss. They were in the elevator, and they kissed in the elevator. So since then, there's been rumors saying that, yeah, they might be together, maybe, maybe not. But from my sources, they tell me they're just good friends. So that was just a skit for the Golden Globes, but we'll continue to follow that story. I guess they're they're, they're big um they're big talk, but we'll continue to follow that. Um, and also Regina Hall, she um she just won. Well, I'm sorry, Regina King, she just won um a Golden Globe for Best Actress for um If Bill Street Could Talk. Also Regina Hall, she has won um. An award too. She's the first African American to to win this prestigious award. It's um, the New York Film Critics Circle Award, a prestigious honor that is one of the most telling lead uh, lead up awards that often predict Oscar contenders. Um, so both of these young ladies, Regina King and Regina Hall, have won these awards. Um, Regina Hall, she won it this year. Regina King, she won it last year. But um, and also Regina Hall has some movies coming out. Um, uh, one in this summer is coming out called Little. You have to check the trailer out. Issa Rae is in that. Regina Hall and the young lady from um, Blackish, uh, she's in it also. So just check out the trailer, and it's called Little with Regina Hall. And that's my Hollywood wrap up. All right. Thank you so much for that. All right. Well, while you got the mic, uh, what is the cocktail of the week for this week, which is brought to you by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment? Mm-hmm. What you got for us, Kevin? It's called the Moet Bell. The Moet Bell consists of one ounce of cha-cha, 0.75 ounces of mango juice, 0.5 ounces of ginger syrup, uh, 0.25 ounces of fresh lime juice and 2.5 ounces of Moet Brut Imperial. Ooh, sounds good. Ooh, it says wait. shake the first four ingredients together. Don't shake it up with the uh, Moet. But shake the first four ingredients together with ice. Strain into a um, couple and top with Moet Chandon, the Imperial Brut, and garnish with an... Um, Tropical flower or or for decoration. Uh, edible flower. Don't put no flower in there you can't eat. <laughs> so okay. that's called the Moet Bell. Yes, darling, the Moet Bell. Michelle, my bell. Yes. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. Um, let's see. That takes us to the Kiss It list. And the Kissed List is a list of people who have just shown off, shown their behinds this week, who we just want to call them out because we didn't appreciate how they behave this week. 
So on the kiss list this week, I'm going to kick it off with uh, some of the Texas GOP members for pushing to vote out Shahid Shafim, who's a Texas GOP leader, because he's Muslim. And he got the job, got voted in by the people, and now some of these Texas GOP Republicans are feeling like, well, he's a Muslim, he's got to go. You know, that kind of stuff needs to stop. Also, I've got Donald Trump Jr. for comparing immigrants to animals in the zoo. When he was saying that you can enjoy the animals at the zoo because there's a wall to keep them in. And he was saying that in reference to the immigrants and his father's dream of building a wall. So he's on the kiss it list. Let's see. We got Trump. He's on the kiss it list several times. One for saying that he would own the government shutdown and then he turned around and blamed the Democrats. Uh, The other is for Trump and the Department of uh, Human Resources, DHS, what is that? Department of uh, Homeland Security for the lie that they've been telling that construction is already underway with the wall. Uh, Let's see. We got Trump again for saying that he never said that Mexico would pay for the wall. I can't believe he said that. He said that all Mm. over the campaign trail, Mexico's going to pay for the wall. Then this week he Mm. said, oh, no, no. When I said that, I didn't mean they were going to actually, like, write a check. I just meant that one way or another. I'm like, dude, please stop. Something's wrong with him. Oh, my God. Uh, Whoever, um, the person that raped that 29-year-old woman in a coma, they're on the kiss it list. Uh, His name is John Horace. Okay, John, you're on the kiss it list. Mm -hmm. Uh, We got T-Mobile and other cell phone companies that are selling data to bounty hunters and other people who are buying data from cell phone companies. Yeah. Shame on y'all. Yes, they are. Better check that out. Also, that guy, Brian Colfage, we talked about him before. That's the vet that was uh, <clears throat> started that GoFundMe page to raise money for the wall. Well, mm-hmm. now he's got to give all that money back because he didn't make his billion-dollar goal. So he's got to refund all the money for the, like, $20 million or so that he raised. So I put him on the kiss it list. And uh, let's see. Uh, The last one I have is all the people that are doing that Bird Box movie challenge. That's that movie where you have to be blindfolded. Uh You know, if you look at something, then something happens or whatever. That Sandra Bullock movie. Well, people are doing that stuff, like driving their cars with a blindfold on, crashing vehicles and stuff. Come on, y'all. So... uh, (laughs) Let's see. Cattle, you got anybody else to add? Uh, I think you got it. Oh, the um, facility that where the lady got pregnant at, the facility. And the people yes, in that facility that knew better. Yes. Hacienda facility and the CEO who resigned. You're on the kiss it list. Yep. The coward that resigned. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Well, we have a gift for everybody on the kiss it list. And kiss my empire. Kiss my ass. You can just kiss my ass. 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 K
that was the kiss it list for tonight. Oh boy, what a week it's been. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for the last word. Papa Didi stepped out to take a international phone call. I don't know who he's talking to, but anywho, uh-huh. we're gonna go <laughs> on with the last word. I know that's um, right. My last word is for everybody affected either directly or indirectly from the federal government shutdown, hang in there. I hope you have some other uh, alternate means of finding some financing to keep you afloat because this is truly some BS. And hopefully our government and senators and representatives and 45 will pull this mess together soon so that people can go back to work and we can put this behind us. So mm-hmm. all I can say is hang in there, do the best you can. Yeah. That's all we can do. Yep. Yep. Uh, over to you, Kevin. What's your last word? Um, my last word is if you have your loved ones if you have to put your loved ones in, in a facility um, like the Hacienda or any type of, you know, senior facility or any type of facility, please pay attention to what those people are doing and visit your relatives on a regular basis. If you see something foul that doesn't look right, say something, you know. Don't be quiet about it. This, these are your relatives and you need to say something. If not, people are just going to get away with Whatever they're doing, get away with murder, so to speak, in some of the words. <clears throat> it's just a shame that that had to happen to that lady, and I hope they get fully compensated for that, you know. So, absolutely. That's my last word. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me see. Papa Didi, you back? He was on an international phone call. He's back. What's your last word tonight, Papa? Well, my last word is uh, just uh, watch your spending now that we're in a shutdown. You know, just, you know me. Watch your spending. Get get the uh, twelve pack. Save money. You know. Don't go for the six pack. Get the twelve pack. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Get a little okay. nips instead of getting a whole bottle of whiskey for thirty. Thirty-five dollars. Get you a couple of nips. Get you some Knob Creek for two ninety-nine or some. And make it last. Yeah, Martell for two bucks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, thank you to our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment, for keeping the lights on, paying the bills. We do appreciate it. Thank you to our uh, advertisers, uh, Purple House Books, home of the Bling Bling Bird. If you have any small children who like to read, make sure you pick up a copy of the Bling Bling Bird at purplehousebooks.com. Check out DC Homegrown at uh, dchomegrown.com. And uh, we thank you for your time. So glad you chose to spend it with us. Uh, we're going to say goodnight now. Say goodnight, Papa. Yeah. 
We're all invited back next week to this locality. Oh, you have a heaping helping of your hospitality. <laughs> okay, I guess that was good night. Take your shoes off. Y'all come back now, you hear? All righty. Uh, you going to say good night, Kev? Good night. And this is Red Wine saying bonsoir. Until next week, we'll be here. Hope you join us too. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.